It's your occasional wellness podcast host, Krista Scherf. And today, we're going to talk about boundaries. Now, I don't mean fences or walls. We're talking personal space of all kinds. And it's a little shy on history. But it's something that's come up a lot lately, and it's just been bothering me. So I wanted to talk about it. Now, before we get started, I want to give a disclaimer. I'm not a therapist, and I'm not a doctor. I'm just someone who likes learning more about things in the wellness space and who, to be honest, has experienced this quite a bit. So let's get started on boundaries. You know how long before COVID, some people used to talk about how they really liked having personal space. Like you don't want somebody in your face. Um, you don't want someone tailgating your car because they're just too close for comfort and you're nervous, or you just don't like it. So the idea of personal space can actually depend on the area and culture where you might live. So you might notice that in some places you visit, it's different from what you might be used to, but that personal space, that's a physical boundary. Now, other than physical boundaries, there are also mental, emotional, time, and material Emotional boundaries revolve around the fact that you're allowed to feel how you feel. It's a violation of your boundaries to invalidate your feelings by telling you that it's fine or other people have it worse than you. Vice versa, it's a violation of other people's personal boundaries to say that your feelings are more important than theirs. There's always going to be someone who has it worse, but that doesn't mean that your personal situation is okay or that it's something that you should just have to tolerate to keep the peace. The idea of keeping the peace is often utilized in a way to allow others to violate your personal boundaries in order to avoid upsetting other people based on your feelings or opinion. However, that behavior, that keeping the peace, places others' comfort and feelings above your own, when in fact everyone's feelings and comfort should come to a compromise that benefits everybody. Time boundaries revolve around other people respecting your time. If you say, I have this much time for this, such as when talking on the phone or going into a meeting, and people refuse to let you go from talking or refuse to respect the boundary of that amount of time that you have for a meeting in your calendar, and you disagree with that behavior, it's a violation of your time. Material boundaries, on the other hand, describe the boundaries that you have around your stuff. So remember, think back, let's say to a time that you may have lent something to somebody else. Somebody borrowed something from you and they returned it in worse condition than when you let them borrow it. That is a disrespect of your items and generally a violation of your material boundaries because you may have come to an understanding that they would take good care of what you let them borrow. Society also has boundaries on what's socially acceptable or morally ethical. However, in this episode, we're going to set the boundary of this episode to personal boundaries to keep it shorter. A lot of people have issues with boundaries around family. And that's because some families have this idea that because they're family, everything has to be done together or they have to have the same feelings, opinions, or beliefs on things, whether political, religious, or otherwise. They can't be different. There's no such thing as privacy, physical, or otherwise. You can't shut your door, or you're threatened that it's going to be taken off its hinges if you close it, 
and you can't have secrets. Moreover, you can't say no without being faced with an argument. But in 1974, Salvador Mnuchin argued that the maintenance of psychological boundaries, particularly between children and their parents, is crucial to healthy development. Not only do boundaries denote developmental differences and who the parents and children are in the relationship, but they also ensure that the parents meet their own emotional needs within their relationship with one another, rather than through their children. If parents attempt to meet their emotional needs of venting, ranting, or searching for reassurance or approval through their children, it's called covert or emotional incest and is considered to be abuse. The needs of the child are ignored and the relationship between the parent and child exists solely to meet the emotional needs of the parent. Have you ever been on the phone or known somebody who's been on the phone with their mom while their mom rants at them for an unknown amount of time for their own personal rants, their own personal needs, their own personal everything, but there's no reciprocation. It's also important to set boundaries with friends and significant others. If there's something you're uncomfortable with, it's important to speak up to those friends and significant others. Moreover, it's important to lay out boundaries in a relationship to let the other person or people know what you're comfortable and uncomfortable with. This kind of piggybacks on the importance of communication in a relationship because if you don't communicate, how will they know? So how do you set boundaries? First, Understand your limits, what you are and are not comfortable with. So you can write it out, make a thought cloud or a map, and define exactly what's okay with you and what's not. And be confident and self-assured in enforcing those boundaries. It's important to outline the boundaries with others, but it's also important to understand that even if you do, people are not going to necessarily respect those boundaries. You can only control what you do. So them not respecting your boundaries means that you need to take another action to set a boundary for your boundaries. Say, take a step back. Maybe don't call them back. Don't pick up the phone. Or remove yourself from the situation. So if someone is not respecting boundaries, take space for yourself. Don't apologize for your boundaries and don't cave to feeling guilty for what makes you uncomfortable should they try to make you feel bad for being uncomfortable. Be clear and concise about what you are and are not okay with, and remain as calm as you can. Remember, you're standing up for yourself. Consider what would you tell a friend to do in this situation? It's probably my favorite thing to consider. Because it's like when you talk down about yourself. Would you talk down about another friend? Would you tell another friend to put up with a verbal abuse? Probably not. So if... The person, boundary stomper, continues to contact you through phone calls or text messages. You may need to block their phone number, and that's okay. That is you setting a boundary. So, resources, because I'm not a therapist, but I do have a few people I follow on Instagram, a few therapists who I find to be extraordinarily helpful and, honestly, reassuring when it comes to setting boundaries. I do want to apologize for my pronunciation. I do not have the best enunciation or pronunciation. First, Nedra Glover-Tawab, a licensed therapist and relationship expert. You can find her on Instagram as 
as Nedra Toab, N-E-D-R-A-T-A-W-A-A-B. But she's also the author of the new book, Set Boundaries, Find Peace. And from what I've read of it, it's pretty incredible. Secondly, we have Mina B., a licensed psychotherapist and mental health consultant and the founder of the digital magazine, <laughs> magazine, <laughs> Respect Your Struggle. She can be found on Instagram as Minna B. Minna, M-I-N-N-A, underscore B, like the, just the letter. And then third, there's Sarah Kuburik, uh, K-U-B-U-R-I-C, an existential psychotherapist. Um, she's currently working on her PhD in Vienna, and you can find her on Instagram as millennial.therapist. So that's it for the episode. Thank you so much for listening today. Um, our resources for the actual episode will be posted on kristasherf.com slash podcast. Um, you can also find out more information on our Instagram, History of Wellness. And please consider subscribing. I know it's relatively infrequent, but it's always fun. And um, follow us on Instagram, again, History of Wellness. And I will see you next time. Please do something good and nice for yourself this week. And have a great day. Alrighty. See you later. Bye.